0: Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman.
1: Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day, is a negotiation. Raheem Brooks. This is a common good that we are talking about.
2: Amani Wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles.
0: That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now.
3: So I wanted to have a conversation with you all about the future. Apple Vision. It is augmented reality, virtual reality. We're all in front of our screens and our phones. And now we are going to be living with headsets in the future, right? Everybody is going to be walking down the street, being able to see their computer and simultaneously other human beings. Uh, I want to know from each of you whether or not this is like the apocalypse come true, like the end of humanity, as you know it. It's when the machines really take over. Or is this kind of um, a generative new wave in society, like the telephone, like the cell phone, like the iPhone, that suddenly we're about to encounter something that we don't understand? It's actually going to change how we live, but it offers a lot of potential and opportunity that's currently missing. Uh, everybody keeping an, anybody need background on Apple Vision? Or are you all caught up? Right. You know what it is. Right? It's going to cost thirty five hundred dollars. I expect each of you to purchase it on the first of the year so we can talk. I about got three it. on order already. That's what I'm <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah, I'm, I'm gonna right. take one of Andrew's. I'm,
1: I'm,
0: it's the
3: people can't <laughs> see, but a body's giving us the look, so I'm gonna start talking about it.
2: I think this stuff should be against the law. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting scared and I don't like how excited everybody else is about this new layer of technology because I can already see some of the stuff happening. Like, for instance, the writers are on strike because they're saying you are not about to AI your way through this industry when there's real human labor that can be applied. And so I feel like we just keep adding on these new layers and getting further or farther away with talking to each other in the real world. Like we're going to have a lot of socially inadequate weirdos who don't know how to have conversations with people who don't know how to make friends or do anything in public anymore. And we're going to become more and more secluded. And I think that's going to lead to a lot of loneliness. I think a lot of mental health issues are going to come. I think the corporations are going to have a, a frenzy with this. God only knows what they plan to do once we all leave the real world and go into our little virtual bubbles. But I'm not a fan, personally. I don't know how y'all. I think that
3: our our education system should just anticipate. Like this is where we're going, right? This is it's going to come out, it's going to be made, and just I'm like fighting. with everything else that you know, people who would have who would have thought, right, that you would be carrying around your entire Rolodex in your pocket, right, at a moment's notice when we were kids, right? I mean, that would have been impossible. I remember going to pay phones and call and collect. You know what I'm saying? Like now all the people are you old, Rakeem? Good. Yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> I mean, I certainly don't remember that like it was yesterday. Well, I'm just saying so. But why not just suggest like our education system needs to catch up with this rapidly and in a hurry. We need to get ahead of it because we're going to need new ways of training ourselves and socializing ourselves emotionally, given that we will now have several layers of reality around us.
2: Because the kids Ooh. can't read, Rakeem, okay? <laughs> they cannot read. They cannot write. Amani, you they this read. that yeah, they something. don't
1: need to read because they're going to have an implant and you can download the... the you don't even need oh, to teach them how to read. You can just bypass reading entirely. It's such a slow, old way. You can just install the program like in The Matrix. And so there's no need to teach them reading anymore. That's so passe. And, and that's what's terrifying to me. I mean...
0: Apple wants to have you wear a permanent visor on your eyes. Elon Musk wants to put chips in your brain. You know, people were saying with AI, we have to be afraid of Skynet, like Terminator, like the the machines coming to life. No, we don't. We're going to be the robots. At this rate, they're going to turn us into the robots. RoboCop was supposed to be fiction. But what they did to RoboCop. They're gonna do to us. That's what that's where this stuff is leading. It's it's terrifying. And I know I'm being hyperbolic, but it's already weird that we're already addicted to screens in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's already had really unhealthy impact on society as far as being social and now it's just speeding ahead forward and we haven't even caught up to it yet and for all i know maybe this visor thing that the uh, that apple is doing may not turn into that maybe it'll just be something people do for fun but we need to be more diligent because we as a human race we don't want to become flesh robots <laughs>
1: Can we're at the point now where we are technologically it? enabling the Borg. I mean, that's that's where we're headed, right? Well, resistance people, is futile. And people are just, yeah, people are just kind of excited about the novelty of it. Uh, so my, my one thought is, okay, I've got one son who's got the, an Oculus. Okay, he plays it all the time and he loves it. I have tried it. It's sort of mildly entertaining to me but I find myself disoriented in it, feeling nauseous. I don't like mm-hmm. the experience of it very much. And I know some of the next wave or third or fifth wave of this stuff is going to probably bypass some of those problems. But h- here's my sort of general take. We're tinkering with humanity at this point. I mean, we're well beyond tinkering with humanity, right? You yes. may not be you know, changing DNA, but we're, we're doing it at the intellectual, uh, the brain level. Um, I think that walking in nature is better Yeah. Watching TV. I think that reading a physical book is fundamentally different than reading a screen and better than reading a screen. But Mm -hmm. tell you the truth, if you give me a half hour of downtime, you say, Andrew, you can get caught up on your show or you can read a book. I'm watching the screen because it's easier. It's more convenient. It's more entertaining in a lot of ways. My kids at Next Generation, they don't read books. Uh, They play video games because they find TV boring because they can't shape the narrative. They can't engage with the characters and they can't Mm -hmm. do anything. So they find, you know, even television is unstimulating to them often. And we're getting into that next realm where it's not enough. It's not just 2D, it's 3D. It's immersive in everything that we do in our lives with other people. I mean, I'm with you, Jeff. We are creating a completely science fiction future. And none of the science fiction movies ever turn out well. They not never have movie. good endings. Never. <laughs> well, never Radio Player One was okay.
3: Not <laughs> the radio Player One. okay, but so here's a question, right? Uh I was I wanted to mix it. I knew you all would go this way. I figured it was it was coming.
1: But can I, you know, can I say this, Rakeem? The stuff I read about this new technology though mm. is amazing. I mean, you know, fitted to your eyes, displaying your face to somebody else through an avatar that they create of you. Not that that would ever be appropriated by anybody for the wrong purposes, like deepfakes. But still, the technology is amazing, no doubt. Yeah,
3: no, for sure. And I mean, one of the things I wanted to point out is if you take, for example, when we say things are getting worse, right? Take the history of violence throughout human history mm, with technological advance, right? We no longer, you know. Jeff and I don't get into an argument and he just decides to smash me over the head with a rock just to be over with it. Right. Like we get to this debate and he's like, that was cute. You know, moving on. Right. Actually, these various technological innovations that we have that drive us together, that force us to confront difficult questions about who we are as human beings, I think actually has a salutative effect on who we are as human beings. That is to say that to create additional threats through technology that might dehumanize us, as we phrase it, causes deeper reflection. I'm quite confident that the philosophy to Andrew's favorite topic that's going to emerge, right, Um, and has already emerged in the bioethics space, for instance, and now in the AI ethics space, is going to be as complicated, if not more complicated and more thoughtful than many of the texts that we've lived with historically, because people like you are going to be asking hard questions and human beings will accommodate the difficult questions and new answers to them. So I'm optimistic in the sense that I think we as a species know how to deal with these things. Do we get it right instantly? Right. The cell phone. uh, I mean, the iPhone, for instance, it's really only a decade old. I know like ah, our heads are on fire about all the things that are happening with it and that the speed of technological innovation is increasing rapidly. But don't we think that we're up to the challenge of thinking through the problems? They have to happen first. Unfortunately, we're not great at anticipating them, but that our kids and our grandkids are actually going to be in many ways sophisticated, uh, or newly sophisticated because of what they've encountered with Apple Vision and the technologies that emerged. No, no. Yeah, no. I, I, I want to know how much Apple is paying you, Rakim. I want to yeah,
0: know what Because you <laughs> like sound like a king of a region <laughs> okay. when they take over the world and turn us all into cyborgs. That's what <laughs> I think happened. And all I have to say, Rakim, is how do I, how do I join in on that?
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like society has gotten both, yes, advanced and has regressed due to technology in a lot of different ways. Now let me cook. Let me tell you why. All right. Yes. We all know how to use technology. The kids are coding. All right. There's so many the internet exists. It's fun. We got all these cool apps and things. That's all very neat, but people do not know how to interact with people anymore. And we're seeing that in every facet of life. You got people saying stuff on the internet that they would never dare say to a person's face. They wouldn't even send it in a text message, but Mm -hmm. they are so bold because they're starting to disassociate from real life. And I'm scared to see how much much, um further disassociating from real life will affect us i'm scared to see How that will make people not see people as human anymore because there's so many layers in between real life interactions, the internet, Twitter, this head thing. I'm scared for that because we see it all the time. Like people don't know how to treat people a lot of time with like human decency because a lot of the kids instead of playing outside, you know, they was playing on the computer and it's already so many layers of separation that I do not want to see what this additional layer is because you tell me, I can talk to a, a cyborg a uh, PowerPoint of somebody's face and not have to talk to them in real life anymore. Like people are going to start using that for the wrong reasons. And I, I I fear that that's coming.
0: If we start seeing people even less as human, I mean, I mean, people mm-hmm. talk about a second civil war and I'm not saying that's happening, but I'm just saying they could when, pe- when it's, people are dehumanized, it's much easier to, to point a gun at them.
1: Amani, you make me think of something that uh, the reaction of I'm going to take kids, okay, who are embracing this technology with no question whatsoever, right? Um, their reaction to your assertion that somehow they are less good at human things because they're good at technology things. Uh, they might not be eloquent enough to say it maybe this way or perceptive enough to say it this way, but I think what they would want to say is, okay, Boomer, um, your nature, you know, your idea of being human. Is outdated and irrelevant. Why, why do I need to be good at interacting with people? That's an old person skill. I'm good at doing things online. I'm an influencer. I have followers. I make money. And you know, a whole skill set that we either don't have or even maybe reject. Mm -hmm. They embrace as normal. And so to them, book, you know, walk in nature, talk to a human being. And I I, I'm kind of going down this path, I think of the movie Demolition Man, where, you know, Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone are getting ready to be intimate. And, uh, you know, what do they do? Oh, there's no touching. You know, there's no touching. There's put on the visor and engage in this hyper simulated and stimulated cortex infused thing that. He's so revolted by that. He throws off the visor. And I think the kids are the technical te- advocates for technology would say, yeah, but it's better, man. No disease, no pregnancy. It's, mm-hmm. it feels even more. St- Why would you want to go back to the old way of doing stuff?
2: Because it's fun. Okay. And that's how <laughs> life <supposed to> go. <laughs> but I even think of just in the career space in the workplace. All right. We hiring is worse than ever these days. Okay. Don't kill me. Gen Z. Don't don't shoot me. But y'all conflict resolution is something that I'm realizing has been very difficult now because of certain people growing up on the Internet. When you disagree with somebody on the Internet, block, unfollow, mute. I don't have to hear from you anymore. I'm removing myself in real life. You have to learn how to get through difficult conversations, to get through difficult interactions and get to solutions, okay? A lot of people these days aren't solution-oriented because you don't have to be. Why well, I got to find out a solution if I don't like you? I just don't have to interact with you ever again. But that's not how it works in real life. In workplaces places, you're going to have to see people that you disagree with, okay? When you go to the store and you talk talking to the cashier, you're going to have to talk. Like, you have to know how to deal with these conversations in real life. Not everything can just disappear when you take the headset off there. There's a whole world out here that you still have to know how to move within and engage in.
1: But that's the point is why take the headset off. That's the new reality. That's the new place. That's the black mirror future where people are defined by their social interaction scores. And maybe you have uh, a part of the program that allows you to block out anybody who doesn't score high enough from your visor. And so you don't even (laughs) have to see them in your world, but that's, that's kind of the point that seems to be where it's heading.
3: What I what I find interesting about this is sort of the analogies that we choose to use. Because I've thought about Apple Vision as accessing the equivalent of the virtual city, and I sort of hear you like the Jeffersonians. It's like, oh my God, everybody's going to leave the rural environment where they have homes and space, and they're out in nature, and they're actually you know communing with the other animals, and they're going to move in the cities and be crowded on top of one another. But like most of us now want to live in cities because of the levels of interaction and the kinds of community that you build and the new new activities, et cetera, et cetera. And I think this is what that's going to enhance. We're going to have now a virtual city that more people have access to than ever before. And that that will ultimately be a good thing for a number of people. And to the questions that you all are raising, I think they're going to work themselves out over time, right? Amani, to your point about hiring, yeah, Gen Z is currently in their 20s. If they're the same way in their 40s, yes, we fail. But let's give them a little time. <laughs> I don't remember being I don't remember being great at conflict resolution in my 20s, I have to say. I, you know, I'm not trying to align myself with Gen Z, but like you learn over time through these various interactions how to be different, how to be accommodating of other people's views and presence. Um, and I don't know. I think that Apple Vision is gonna be a lot of fun. And Jeff, no, I'm not being paid, but if they'd like to, I'll take it.
2: Everybody boo Raheem, Boo.
1: <laughs> but seriously, if you want to share the wealth, you know that's fine too. Yeah, I'm good.
0: If you would like to be a part of the debate, email us. The debate at newsweek.com.